when Chad asked, you know, would I consider be, um, sharing a psalm, for me, it was an, an obvious choice. Um, I actually love the Psalms, which you hear, you've heard from different people as we've gone along, and I love the Psalms probably more than any book I've, um, in scripture is, it, I, I go to the Psalms. I gravitate towards the Psalms, um, over and over and over again, um, which is hilarious because if you know me, I am a very black and white person. I am a mathematician by degree. Um, so it's hilarious that God would use songs and poems um, to speak to me. Um, but it's true. It, it is um, the book that I go to the most often. And the obvious choice also was this Psalm 67. Um, because if you see more than any psalm in the scripture, this truly has been my prayer um, for myself and for our family. And so I was excited to share about this psalm. Um, I read this psalms as a prayer. When we, when we read it over and over again, I had some of the wrong words on the screen. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I read it as a prayer. But it, it actually is a song. It's a psalm that is meant to be sung. And I love, just like the songs that we sing um, every week, that this psalm has both declaration prayer and um, one other thing and a challenge in it and I love also that it has a common refrain saying over and over as it begins a Jew would have immediately gone to numbers some of you might have too number 6 24 through 26 which is the Aaronic blessing or the priestly blessing um, this prayer has been prayed over our children many times when we have the children's blessing. May God bless you. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. So when this psalm started, the, the Jewish singer would have immediately thought of numbers. However, I love because this psalm, the key of this psalm is going to be for all peoples, all nations. And I love that even at the very beginning, it changes a word. When we do the, the prayer from Numbers, it says, may God bless you. And when we start this psalm, it says, may God bless us and make his face shine upon us. So even at the beginning... You see the heart behind the whole psalm. The theme of this song is all peoples. But I, I love it that in the introduction, um, we have a reminder of his blessing and his presence. Asking for him to bless us. May God bless us. But specifically asking for his face to shine upon us. A wink to his presence with a reference to his face. And we're going to come back to that. However, the distinction between numbers and Psalm 67 is seen in verse 2. This would have jolted, jolted the Jewish singer. And I honestly, I pray that it jolts us today. I read out of the New Living 
Um, you saw another translation when Morgan um, so beautifully did her sign language of the NIV. The NIV, the NASB, the um, ESV all have a that in the second verse. There is an implied connection in the New Living, um, but I think the other translations communicate it um, more directly. And my favorite is the NIV, which reads, So that your ways may be known throughout the earth, your salvation among all nations. And this is really where I'm going to camp out today. This is really where I'm going to stay that, um, and, and I hope, um, in verse two is, is really where the jolt comes in. God blesses us so that the nations will be blessed. That's the theme of what we're going to talk about today. That is where we're going to camp out. But here comes the chorus, which now you all know, you said it over and over. It's um, sung here in verse 3, and then we see it again in verse 5. May the nations praise you, O God. May all the nations praise you. I love that the heart behind this psalm, the heart behind this prayer is worship and praise. And this type of worship really is more than singing a song. This is a love and a reference that comes from the depths of your souls. This is a life lived out giving honor to God. I also want to point out that it says, may all the nations praise you. Not some, not ours, not the ones we like, but all May all the nations praise you. The word nations that you saw, you might have seen it in the NIV. It's also translated peoples in a lot of translations. Um, In some translations, peoples and nations is used interchangeably. They'll use peoples in one part. They'll use nations in the other part. So the world at that time, it wasn't split into the exact nation states that we see today. So in that, um, in that regard, nations is a little insufficient. It wasn't talking about the exact nation states that we see when we pull up a, a map of our world. However, it was divided still in that time in different groups of people, into people groups that had their own unique culture that had their own unique language. So this prayer is the desire for all people groups, every single one of them. But when you read a translation that says, now may all the peoples praise you, I don't want you to diminish the idea to just the people that are around you. The root of the word is intended us for is intended for us to think of different cultures and different languages. It's not neglecting the people around you, but the language is intending that we don't limit it to the people around us. I'm going to use nations throughout the rest of this day because I want us to purposely think of different cultures, languages, and people unlike ourselves. So, I want to stop right here and get to the point. 
We've kind of gone through the first two verses, and so much of this is repeated over and over again. But as I was, as I was studying, as I was looking at this, as this psalm has been a huge part of my prayer for myself and my family, this question welled up inside me. And here it is. What if God has blessed you to bless the nations? What if that's what he's done? And, and I know there's immediate pushback. There's immediate pushback when I say that out loud to myself. Um, I think that some of us think that's too idealistic. We think, oh, that's something you say to college students when they're finishing college or high school students when they're in. Go change your world. But really, Kelly, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, do you really think that? Some of you, some of us, not you, some of us immediately think of <laughs> what blessings, <laughs> what exactly are you talking about? Um, I, don't, I don't have much. And I want to speak forth that this blessing is not necessarily just referring to material blessing. Could you have material blessing that blesses the nations? Yes. However, I want to remind us at the very beginning of this psalm where it said, May his face shine upon you. His face. A wink to his presence. Right? That the greatest blessing that if we follow Jesus, we all have received is the blessing of his presence. And that is the blessing worth sharing with the world. Now, I also believe it's not only the blessing of Jesus. It's not only the blessing of his presence that we share with the world. But I truly believe that we've all been uniquely gifted to bless the nations. We all have unique stories. We all come from unique backgrounds. And that is part of our blessing. So some of you will push back. Some of us will push back and say, yeah, that's great and all. (laughs) That's great and all. But I have a huge heart for, and fill in the blank. I have a huge heart for my neighbors. I have a huge heart for my job. I have a huge heart for my family, whatever it is. And I want you to hear me say that we at Valley completely believe that God has called us to make disciples of of our neighborhood, in our neighborhoods, and the nations. It is not one or the other, but it's both. Let's not neglect one of these. Let's pursue both, both of them together. Some of the pushback would come from, oh, you think that I'm saying every single one of us should pack our bags, put on a long skirt, and get on a plane and go to the other side of the world. Do I think that some of us will? Yes. I mean, maybe all except for the long skirt part. Do I think that more people in the American church, that God has called more of us to do that? Yes. Do I pray for more of that from Valley? Yes. But that's not only what I'm saying. If you leave today thinking I'm saying every single person should get on a plane, that's not my point. My point is that I truly believe 
That is, every believer isn't invited to what God is doing with the people around them. That every believer is invited to be a part of what he's doing among the nations. Every believer is blessed to bless the nations. Every single one of us. I see it in the promise that he gave to Abraham in Genesis 12. That all the nations would be blessed through him. I see it carried out through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. That this blessing was literally carried through by Jesus. But here's one of the greatest parts. That it didn't stop there. That Jesus, in his last words, part of his last words in Matthew 28, that, that we've heard over and over, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus truly left that with his church. He truly left it with us. I want to return to my question that welled up inside of me. Has God blessed you to bless the nations? Because I think that most of us, this is me included, most of us hear that and we shake our heads and say, Amen. Jesus wants to bless the nations through his church. Yes. But I think what I want to do is kind of a reversal of what we do with the priestly blessing that we talked about, the numbers blessing. When we read numbers, we say, may God bless you. May his face shine upon you. Even when we read it in front of our children, I think most of us see it corporately, but we really interpret it individually. I say, may God bless me. (laughs) May his face shine upon me. Or we say, may God bless Emery. May his face shine on Emery. May God bless Riggs. May his face shine upon Riggs. However, I think when it comes to the nations, I actually think the temptation is to do the opposite. And what I mean by is we tend to look at the church as a whole and say, yes, God bless the nations through our church. However, we don't look at the individual invitation that God has blessed Riggs, God has blessed Emory to bless the nations. God has blessed me to bless the nations. God has blessed you to bless the nations. And the beauty is that it truly is in both. I believe that it's an individual and corporate blessing that goes out individually and corporately to the nations. When each of us accept the invitation to individually see, to individually use the blessings God has given us to bless a nation, then we can corporately see his promise that all nations will be blessed. So, how? (laughs) How is he going to bless the nations through me? How is he going to bless the nations through you? Um, I honestly can't answer that. But I do want to leave you with some glimpses of how he's used some other people. And maybe from that we can take, um, we can take some things. So I'm just going to share some stories, stories that I personally, personally love. Um, so Hudson Taylor, Hudson Taylor was this man born in the 19th century 
And at the young age of five, he was going around and saying that someday he would be a missionary and China was the place he thought he should go. Um, This is very interesting because he was not even a believer at five years old. He even didn't become a believer until late in his teens or early 20s. But at five, he was saying, I'm going to go be a missionary and then I think I'm going to go to China. I tell this story to remind us that God has blessed our children to bless the nations. That their words and desires spoken at a young age might exactly be the purposes that God has for them. How do we respond to them when they say they want to go bless the nations? Do we release them? Do we encourage them? Do we hold them back? Now, Hudson Taylor did end up going to China. Um, but what he discovered, like many do, is all these people had, had gone out and gone to China. And then they all ended up in the same place. <laughs> all the missionaries at that time ended up in the port towns. And they were spreading the gospel, but they were actually spreading um, their English culture along with the gospel. So he got a vision and a heart for the interior of China. This was actually new people groups that were completely unreached with the gospel. This was different languages, different cultures within China itself. He made the audacious move of actually dressing like the Chinese. And one of my favorite stories from his life tells the story of him dyeing his hair black um, because he wanted to dress like the Chinese. He would dye his hair black and wear a ponytail like the Chinese did. And um, the ammonia bottle, like, blew off and, like, hit him in his face, almost blew his face off. <laughs> All for the name of the gospel and being culturally relevant. Um, he was truly a missionary and a mobilizer in that he started a whole organization that took the gospel to the interior of China, China Inland Mission. He went back to England and he spoke um, about it to all the churches. This is the mobilizer part. And you're seeing one of my favorite quotes. We have it up there already. It's by Charles Spurgeon, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. China, China, China is now ringing in our ears. And that special, peculiar, musical, forcible, which is an interesting word, unique way in which Mr. Taylor utters it. So I want us to stop right here. Has God blessed you to bless the nations like Taylor? Maybe a vision you had as a child to an unreached place in a relevant way. Has he blessed you to bless the nations and that this could be said about you? Zambia, Zambia, Zambia is ringing in our ears in that southern accent from Chad Moreau. Turkey, Turkey, Turkey is ringing in our ears. Russia, Russia, Russia is ringing in our ears. The Kurds, the Kurds, the Kurds are ringing in our ears in the way so-and-so says it. Maybe you will be a mobilizer for a certain place in the world, a certain people in the world. Now, again, I'm not saying every one of you should get on a plane today. But why do we do this? Why do we travel to different parts of the world? 
There is something that happens when you see it firsthand. There's something that happens to us. We get to be a part of what God is doing in different places among different people groups. We get to be a part of the nations praising him. And there is something so beautiful about that. But the other thing that I want you to hear is there are still people There are still people that have never heard the gospel, which if I stop right there, you would say, yeah, my neighbor, she's never heard the gospel before. Yeah, this person on the street, they've never heard the true gospel of Jesus Christ. But there are people who actually do not even have access to the gospel. The interior of China still exists today. Meaning unreached peoples, people who don't know a single Christian. I have looked at these people in the eyes. People who I was the very first Christian they ever met in their whole lives. And they are in desperate need of the blessing that we have received. May the nations praise you, O God. May all the nations praise you. My next person is Ida. Ida Scudder. What a name, right? Ida. (laughs) She's one of my favorites, though. She was actually born into the missionary families of all missionary families. She had like 42 people in her family that went out as missionary doctors. 42. So, is this part of your blessing? Maybe you have not, I I, I don't know all of your stories, maybe you don't have 42 missionaries in your family, but you have a heritage of generations of loving Jesus. That is a blessing. I did, but maybe you also crave something different. Ida totally did. She went to America to study, and she didn't want to have anything to do with India. That's where her family was. She actually went back only because someone was sick to help take care of them. And it was there that one night, one experience, one call from God totally changed her life. You see, her father was a trusted physician, He um, was a doctor in India, very well known. But three different men came to their door one night. A Brahmin, another high high caste Hindu, and a Muslim man. And they all came at different times in one night saying, we need help. My wife is in labor and I need a doctor to help her. Now the thing is, Ida's father couldn't help them at all because the culture in that day did not allow a man that close to another woman. They really needed Ida to help, (laughs) but she had, she couldn't, she had no training. She didn't know what to do. I actually want you to hear this story in Ida's words. I don't know if how well it'll be seen on the screen, but it'll be up there. Yeah. If you you have really good eyes, you can see it. (laughs) This is from Ida. I could not sleep that night. It was too terrible. 
within the very touch of my hand were three young girls dying because there was no woman to help them. I spent much of the night in anguish and prayer. I did not want to spend my life in India. My friends were begging me to return to the joyous opportunities of a young girl in America. I went to bed that night. I went to bed in the early morning after praying much for guidance. I think it was the first time I ever met God face to face. And all that time, it seemed that he was calling me into his work. Early in the morning, I heard the tom-tom beating in the village, and it struck terror in my heart. For it was a death message. I sent out my servant, and he came back saying all of them had died during the night. Again, I shut myself in my room and thought very seriously about the condition of the Indian woman. And after much thought and prayer, I went to my father and mother and told them that I must go home and study medicine and come back to India to help such women. So what I want you to see is that the blessing you've been given comes in your unique personality, even your gender. Just as Hudson did things because of who he was, it was Ida's blessing, not her father's, that was needed in this situation. She went on to become a doctor. She actually went on to establish a training school for other Indian women so that Indian women could help other Indian women. God using her blessings to bless the nation. May the nations praise you, O oh God. May all the nations praise you. So I want to end with the same question that I began with. Has God blessed you to bless the nations? Yes, our neighbors, the people around us need Jesus. But what about the nations? What if he wants to use your giftings, your blessing, whether it is a talent, a gift, the station in life you are in, your gender, your occupation, to bless the nations? Along with the reminder that came at the very beginning that the blessing the greatest blessing we have is the blessing of his presence through salvation. And if we know Jesus, we all have that blessing to give. I believe that this heart is the same as the heart of Jesus, the same as the heart of Paul, that they kept saying over and over that the blessings are meant for the people around us and to the ends of the earth. I believe that he does. I believe that he does want to bless the nations through you. I can't tell you how, but it is a deep conviction that he does. Maybe it's through sending you to an unreached people group. Maybe it's through committing in prayer for a certain people group in the world. Maybe it's through you being an advocate. Maybe it's through using your occupation all over the world. My cry today is not that you would leave with the specific answer, although if the Holy Spirit did that, great. Um, my prayer is honestly that you would leave with the prayer. 
or even a song. My prayer is that for the rest of your life, Psalm 67 uh, will become one of your refrains. And the NIV is my favorite. May God bless us. I think it's the next one, maybe. May God bless us so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. There it is. May God bless us so that all the ends of the earth will fear him.